Who doesn't love cooking up a good burger on the grill? Having a good burger is one of the most satisfying moments in your life. And now we have the perfect burger to put on the grill and create more satisfying moments in your life. It's the Dan Good Burger available only at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. This burger has bacon, cheese, and ranch seasoning all inside the patty to give you that perfect balance of taste and awesomeness in each bite. So head on over to Hy-Vee in Eau Claire and grab yourself a few Dan Good Burgers and fire up that grill. Are you looking to purchase a new vehicle with that tax return this year? Hey, it sounds like you need to make a quick stop to Toys and Ford. From the moment you step into their showroom, you're more than just a customer. You're an honored guest. Toys and Ford's only aim is to serve your needs to the fullest, and the team at Toys and Ford will go the extra mile to provide you with compelling options for new and used vehicle shopping. Purchasing a vehicle? That can be a big decision, and Toys and Ford knows that. So make it easier with the help from Toys and Ford. Hello, friends. You've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by Toyson Ford and Hy-Vee. I'm your host, Dan Casper. As always, we're throwing out the rundown on the podcast, too. If you're listening to the radio show, you know, we throw out the rundown on some typical stuff that uh, we kind of do to open up the show or certain segments uh, throughout the show. And we're going to kind of do that for the podcast here. So no icebreaker or anything like that, because there's just one topic and only one topic at hand for this episode. And that's the trade. Finally. Finally going to happen here. Aaron Rodgers getting traded to the Jets. The details, again, just to kind of go over them. Plus, just some thoughts from me and, and what really stands out uh, from, from from this trade. So, Packers obviously sending Rodgers to the Jets. In return, they get... Uh, well, first, the, the Packers and the Jets will swap their picks, 13 and 15. I'm going to highlight that here coming up in, in, in this episode, too. So Packers now have the 13th pick. Jets have the 15th pick. And then uh, Packers also receiving the 42nd overall pick, second rounder from from the Jets. Uh, Packers also receiving a six-round pick from the Jets and the uh, conditional second-round pick for next year that uh, could turn into a first round for the Packers if Aaron Rodgers plays at least 65% of the snaps, 65% or more of the snaps. I'm going to get to that uh, as well. Also, Jets re- in return obviously get Aaron, that swap of first-rounders, plus a fifth-round pick. So I know the thing is that everybody wants to know who won this draft. That's that's what – or won this trade. That's what everybody's debating. That's what everybody's talking about or or sitting around the water cooler listening to, to shows or, or giving their own thoughts. And I get it. I understand it. Uh, truthfully, we won't know who actually won this trade, you know, for the next couple of years. If we want to, we want to be real with ourselves, and it's very possible both teams can win from this trade, right? It's very possible that could happen. 
Jets win the Super Bowl, let's say, year or two with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, they want it. Packers get some great players in return, and maybe they win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. They also win it. It can work out for both teams. But I will say, if I had to base it off of which return that I like the the most here, and you could go with different ways. You know, Jets, obviously, they're going to get more primetime games, you know, more ticket sales, money-wise, jersey sales. You know, there's other factors into that. But in terms of the trade package uh, that, that each team got, I do like what the Packers got in return. And in fact, I personally think it's it's a little bit more than what I was I was expecting. Um, you know, the longer that this was kind of getting drawn out and the closer it was getting to the draft, part of me was wondering, um, you know, was it was it gonna happen before the draft? Was it not gonna happen before the draft? And and to hear uh, Brian Gutekind's Packers general manager talk the other day too. Uh, you know, saying he he admitted it was important to to get this done before the draft, and yet you know it seems like maybe Green Bay was a team that kind of pushed it a little bit more. Yet I feel like they, you know, based off returns, I would have taken if I was a if I was you know uh, an unbiased party, and I was looking at which package I could have, I'd almost take the Packers one. Yet it feels like maybe they were the ones that kind of picked up the phone and renegotiated and wanted to get this done before the draft. Because I've been saying for a long time. I don't feel like the Jets were in a rush to get this done before the draft because, you know, they go into this thing thinking, all right, let's, you know, we, we got all of our picks and that, and still we might just have to trade future picks for Aaron Rodgers. No big deal. We'll surround him with more talent this year when it gets to that. But I like what the Packers got returning, and here's a couple reasons why. First, the big thing, biggest thing from, from this is that comp, or is that uh, condition pick, that, that conditional pick for next year. And to, you know, we were all a lot of us assumed that there was probably going to be a conditional pick attached at, at at this point, and I think a lot of us assumed that it would be based off of a couple of different factors. One, the success of the Jets, similar to when you know Brett Favre was traded to the Jets, the better the Jets were, the higher that pick was going to be. Uh, the other part was like it was conditioned whether on Aaron Rodgers was going to play for longer than a year or not. You know, those are probably the top two, the top two conditions that was floated out there. The fact that the Packers were able to get get it to where as long as Aaron Rodgers plays sixty five percent of the snaps, the Packers are going to get a first rounder. To me is a huge, huge, huge win for the Packers. It doesn't matter how good the Jets are. It doesn't matter if Aaron Rodgers plays for longer than a year. As long as Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps this season, the Packers are going to get a first-rounder next year. Now, if you are a Packers fan, you're hoping for two things to happen. Aaron Rodgers plays majority part of the season, and the Jets stink. Because then you're going to get a high first-round draft pick. Yet, at worst, it's going to be a second-round pick. So, let's say Aaron doesn't play 65% of the snaps. Let's assume then the Jets probably don't win as many games. Then you're going to get a higher second-round pick in return. Unless Zach Wilson can come in there and and lead the ship and and, and have a good season for them as their, as their backup quarterback. You know, that's that's I guess that's possible, too. But that 65% of the snaps is not 80%. It's not 90%. It's 
percent of of you know of of the snaps. That's a and and maybe the Jets, you know, kind of thinking like, hey, you know, maybe we could blow out teams and we can get Zach Wilson some playing time and kind of lower that. I'll be curious to see if this is a thing. And, you know, just kind of I'm spitballing here, so so bear with me. But I'll, I'll be curious to see if this is going to be a thing to watch in the last couple weeks of the regular season, last few weeks of the season. Is it going to be like snap count watch for for Aaron Rodgers? Could we see a freaking thing where it's going to be a snap count watch to see if the Jets, you know, if they're in a good position, they're winning a bunch of games. You got to got a couple weeks left in the regular season, but he's maybe getting close to that because you know mop up duty times is allowed it to not play. I mean that's going to be tough. I mean they're going to have to have a lot of mop up duty time, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if we could get a snap count watch at some point next year. When it's getting down to maybe that final quarter of the regular season, the last few weeks, if it, if it's getting to a point where the Jets have been in a good position in the regular season where they've had a lot of mop-up duty for, for Zach Wilson, and now the snap count thing is a thing, what if what if the Jets go into the thing, you know, where last week of the regular season, Aaron plays, you know, they're going to have to send over a first-rounder, but if he doesn't, you might lose... You know, two, three, your standings in, in the AFC playoffs. I don't know. But I feel like that's going to be a thing, whether it's going to be manufactured or not. That's going to be something to watch. But nonetheless, that is a huge thing for, for Green Bay because it doesn't rely on the Jets' success. It doesn't rely on Aaron Rodgers, you know, himself deciding whether he's going to play for another year. It's straight up snap counts, the 65% of the snaps. So I think that's a win for Green Bay. Now, the other part of this trade that I think some people are kind of just brushing off is that 13 to 15 swap. Yeah, it's just a couple spots here, but there's a couple scenarios at play with this that I think needs to be needs to be talked about, needs to be recognized. So, Green Bay moves up 15 to 13. Everybody in the world is just assuming that the Jets are targeting an offensive lineman in this draft, specifically a tackle. And it's been like that since day 1. Another team that could be looking to bolster their offensive line is the New England Patriots who draft at 14. Now, we can look at this a couple of different ways. One, the Packers, if they Packers have been kind of talked about too, could they potentially be in the offensive line market with uh, with their first pick? So, now they've jumped in front of two offensive line needy teams and they can get their pick in if they if they really want offensive line or offensive lineman before the Patriots and before the Jets. That's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is if there's another offensive line needy team out there that's drafting behind the Jets, behind the Patriots, and they want to make sure they get one of those guys before one of those two teams does, you potentially have a trade partner now with the Packers to move up and get one of those dudes. Now, I personally feel like, again, I have no inside info on this, but there's a big part of me that feels like Green Bay is going to trade down again and accumulate more picks. But the best-case scenario in that thing could be very similar to what Goody did in 2018 when he traded with the Saints. He traded down you know, from, from his first-round pick, traded down. Saints moved up. Saints gave him an extra first-rounder for next year. Packers ended up trading back up a couple spots with Seattle and drafted Jair Alexander. That following year was the draft when they got Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage. But what if... 
What if? And I don't think this is completely out of the realm. This is another possibility. What if the Packers trade further down in the first round and they get another first rounder for next year if they find that team that's willing to do that? You're talking potentially three first-round picks in next year's draft for the Packers. So I wouldn't – That's that to me is why I look at you know the shuffling of the two – Two spots, people aren't looking at that as a big deal, but it potentially could in, in potential trade scenarios like that. that. So that's the second option. The other part to, to kind of feed off that too is what if the quarterbacks start dropping? What if there's a quarterback that's dropping? Whether it's a C.J. Stroud, whether it's a Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. But if there's a quarterback that's dropping, Green Bay sitting there, they ain't drafting a quarterback. Maybe there's a team that's willing to trade up and, and get that quarterback if a certain guy's dropping. You got a seller there too. And if it is a quarterback, the potential of maybe getting a higher pick for next year's draft is up a little bit more too. But we know next year's draft, and, and that's the tricky thing too, is how willing are teams going to be to, to trade up to get one of these quarterbacks this year when we're all expecting next year's draft to be very good in, in the quarterback market. So a team would actually have to you know, absolutely love one of these quarterbacks if they were falling. So there's there's a couple different plays here. So I guess the moral of this is don't just like kind of brush off the whole 13 to 15 swap thing and think it's not that big of a deal. There's a couple different reasons why it could factor in uh, big time here. One could be, you know, maybe Green Bay does value an offensive lineman and they jump ahead of two offensive line needy teams. Other part could be simply they're a little bit more of a seller. Trade down. Another part in here, too, was uh, Albert Breer's Monday Morning Quarterback where he talked to a GM, and the GM said, you know, if you got uh, more than 15 first-round grades on players or if you get, if you got 15 first-round grades on players in his class, that tells you it's, uh, it's not a good class, and, and this GM only has 13 first-round grades on there. Where are the Packers drafting? 13. So if we kind of use that as a benchmark, that's one GM's opinion, but if we use that as a benchmark – well, hey, now you're now you got something there. So there's a bunch of different ways you can look at this. Overall, based off the return, we don't know how this trade is going to work out for the next couple of years for each team. But based off the returns, I like this trade for for the Packers in that essence, based off of paper. And it does trade, and, and I'm going to be doing my mock tomorrow. So you're listening to this on a Tuesday. I'm going to drop it for listeners on the Man Cave podcast. So they get first opportunity to listen to it on Wednesday. They'll be on the radio show on Thursday. I'm going to do a seven-round Packers mock. I always do that. And then a first-round uh, regular, mo- regular mock here, too. But I'll be honest with you. I had a tight end going at 15, and I'm switching it now. And you're like, well, two spot. I'm switching it now. I don't know why, but I'm switching I think I've got it, how I'm, I'm going to play it out here a little bit. I don't want to reveal too much. I'm not going to tell you the position. But it did change some things for me here. No doubt about it. It changed things. And I think the other part with this trade, too, that you do have to factor in is the is the cap hit. Green Bay is going to carry a crap load of dead cap hit this year with, with Aaron Rodgers. They're taking it all on this year, which I agree with. You know, if they would have waited to do this trade till post-June 1st, they could have taken a 15-some million dollar cap hit this year, and then next year it goes up to 20-some. Take it all now. And I think that was kind of evident Green Bay was preparing to do that with some of the deals that they were making this year, the readjustments of contracts, and and that sort of thing. Take it all this year. Start anew next year. 
And remember, the Rodgers contract is different than like every other contract out there. In a, in terms of a lot of the contracts, you know, when you hear see a guy signs for four years, it's really well, it's a three year. We'll see after that. Rodgers was different, where the longer you got into that contract, the more cap hit, the more dead cap hit, and the more you know hits to the cap you were actually going to take, and, and and less options for you to get out of it. So like in like David Bakhtiari is an example. I think a lot of us are assuming this is the final year for David Bakhtiari. The Packers can move on next year from him and have a smaller dead cap hit than what they would on a regular cap hit if he were to be on a team. And that's that's normal for a lot of contracts, right? They back it, load it, guys get a bigger signing bonus, but it allows teams to maybe get out of that contract early. Because of Rodgers' contract that he signed last year with the Packers, it's all based off of like bonuses and, and certain you know times to ask. And the thing is, for next year's uh, Rodgers' contract, it's like a few days after the Super Bowl, that bonus thing kicks in, and that's why his cap hit is so much higher. His guaranteed portion money is so much higher next year that Packers had to get out of that deal this year, right now. They had to get out of that right now. If they were going to do it next year, if Aaron was going to play this year, Packers were really going to be in salary cap hell for the next couple of years after that. So that's another factor in this trade, trade too. So maybe there's some people thinking, oh, Green Bay didn't get enough. They should have. Still tried to get this year's first round. You do have to factor in the the, the current contracts and, and how much players are going to get. Now I know Tom Pelissero said that you know Rogers going to sign a restructured contract. I don't know how that will all work because they can't change the dead money hit of a forty point seven. Maybe there's some other things they can kind of adjust to it, but for the most part, Green Bay is going to be taking on that forty some million dollars in dead cap hit this year, which I agree with. Get it done with, take the hits, clear cap space next year. So really, if you're looking at the spot tracks and the over the caps, you're looking at, hey, Green Bay's got $12 million available right now. Couple things here. One, you've got to factor in the incoming rookie class. That's going to take half, maybe a little bit more than half. You're probably going to want to go into the season with a few million dollars in your piggy bank or in the bank just in case something happens. So right away, that that eats it up, don't you? Green Bay, I'm I'm assuming potentially they they want to get a long term deal done with Rashawn Gary. He is coming back from ACL injury, which I'm sure complicates some things. But to lower that cap hit for this year because his fifth year option is fully guaranteed this year, to lower that, you agree to an extension and you can lower that. So that's possible that. Or another way Green Bay can lower that too, which is probably realistic at this point. But don't expect Green Bay to go out there and, I mean, one, who else has left? But two, to go out there and all of a sudden sign these free agents for like four-year deals, three, four-year deals, 20-some million dollars. If anything, they're going to bring in dudes, one-year deals with probably a lot of escalators or, you know, like a lot of incentives to, to that contract. Kind of fill-in type of players for, for this year. But I just, you know, overall, I think this is a good trade for for Green Bay. We finally move on. We finally, you know, I'm saying we, but Packers, Packers fans finally move on. The Packers are finally moving on. It doesn't seem like it was a very, you know, I, the the thing that bugs me is the whole Aaron Rodgers not talking to Goody thing. Like, I'll be curious to get Rodgers' response to that whole thing. If we believe Goody, where he's, you know, he said it a couple times now that. 
You know, he hasn't really talked to Aaron Rodgers since shortly after the season ended. Why? Why, Aaron? Like, what's what's the deal there? For somebody who's all about communication and wants to be, you know, in the know and that, why wouldn't you return a message if if that's all on the up and up? So that's that's just kind of where I'm at now. Where do the Packers go with this trade? Where do they or who do they draft? Well, again, I don't want to. I'm not. I'm teasing you. So I'm going to draft my. I'm going to drop my Packers seven round mock on tomorrow's episode, which would be Wednesday, uh, April twenty sixth. And then my first round mock will be on there too. So it'll be before I drop reveal it on the radio show the morning of the draft on April twenty seventh. But what do you if you haven't given me your thoughts yet on the on this trade, what do you think? What do you make of it? You like it, do you not? It looks like the majority of fans out there like the trade. Maybe it's because you're just happy that Rogers is gone. Maybe you're just happy because it's finally over with, or maybe it's because you fully believe Green Bay got a good deal in place. Like Andrew Brandt, I thought, had a great tweet uh, afterwards, uh, shortly uh, after the trade went down. And uh, and, and uh, I'll, I'll just kind of say what he said here, but um, I'm going to try to pull it up on Twitter if I can. Of course, I can't find it on Twitter here as I'm trying to do the live recording uh, of this of this podcast here, but um, let's see if is this it? Yeah. So let me get this straight. This is from Andrew Brent. Let me get this straight. The Packers get a first round pick in twenty twenty three, a high second round pick in twenty twenty three, a likely first round pick in twenty twenty four. At worst, a second, a sixty million financial obligation taken off their hands for a player that was never going to play for them again. As he's insinuating, he thinks this is a win for Green Bay. And factor in, the guy already said he was 90% sure retired. I feel like Aaron's going to play at least two years for the Jets, to be honest with you. But it is Aaron Rodgers, so never say never. You know, we kind of, I already, I know some people are kind of doing the, you know, thanks for the memories, Aaron, best of luck sort of thing. And, and yes, absolutely, thanks for the memories, Aaron, best of luck. I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy. I was an Aaron Rodgers fan. Loved watching him on the field. Very thankful he played for my team. Not to be cold-hearted or anything, I already went through that that process. I already went through the mourning or the grieving, whatever the heck you want to call it, when he went on Pat's show and and said that you know his intention was to play for the Jets. So I'm not really kind of focused on that. I've already went through it. But, yes, tip of the cap to Aaron. But I'm excited to see what Green Bay does with this draft. I'm excited for the draft overall. I have no idea uh, what what's going to happen. I really don't. This might be one of the first years where I'm not even confident. I'm not. I, I'm not even. I'll be honest with you. I am not confident in what's going to happen with the second overall pick. I'm pretty confident with the first pick. After that, I, if it's smoke screens, they're doing a damn good job with all the smoke screens out there. So, but again, if uh, you haven't uh, had a chance to let me know what you think about the draft, you can leave me a voice message. Again, that link is on the uh, podcast description. So. When you're pulling up the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, you'll see the link at the bottom of the description of the podcast. Leave me a, a voice message. It's very easy. You don't have to dial a number. You just tap a button on your phone or on your computer. You click it. Otherwise, you can hit me up on Twitter at D-A-N-K-A-S-P-E-R, Facebook.com slash Casper Sports. Remember, Casper with a K. But that's going to do it for this uh, episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Just a quick uh, you know, day after thoughts. 
analysis on the on the Rogers uh, Rogers trade. But uh, big thanks for tuning in. Big thanks again to uh, High V and Toyson Ford for helping helping bring the podcast to everybody out there. Don't forget if you are not subscribing or following the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms, don't forget to do so and give us a positive review and a positive rating so other people can find that podcast and don't don't worry subscribing i hate using that word i know it's the technical term but it's free so next episode we'll drop the mocks so we'll talk to you then